All right. For chapter four, we just came out of target companies sell the people. And uh, now we got to figure out where are these people, right? So we got Patrick Joyce here. Patrick, who are you? What have you been up to these days? Hey, yeah. So, um, yeah, I just actually started a, a new job in the middle of a pandemic. Um, I got a pretty sweet role at this company called Ikata as a business development manager, but it's still an individual contributor role. So I'm still very much so on the front lines hunting um, and, and trying to set up meetings where we don't have any uh, existing relationships, you know, pure cold outbound. Um, and, you know, for the past three years, I've been in sales development type roles. I started out as an SDR. I did that for about a year. And then the second place that I worked was a small startup. It was like 12 people. And I was, you know, the person that was completely responsible for all the business development and uh, uh, new meetings that we were getting. And I was in, I had uh, the keys to the kingdom. I had, you know, outreach, I had Salesforce. I, I had a lot of um, the tools that are available and I got to use them uh, the way that I wanted to. So I, I learned a lot really fast in that job and, and now I'm here. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much what, what got me to today. Well, it's really exciting because your perspective on this is going to be really helpful, right? Most folks who are listening to this for the first time uh, outbound sales, no fluff has been around for a few years, but, um, they are trying to figure out uh, how do I put this stuff into practice. And so you're in the middle of a pandemic, probably a really hard time to get these into practice. How do you find, how do you find all these people, right? Putting some of these practices, where are the people who potentially have problems that you can solve? Um, tell us a little bit more about, you know, how you found the book and then ultimately what, what spoke to you about this particular chapter? What was it that made you think, Wow, this makes sense. Yeah. Um, at, when I got that first SDR job, um, I guess I had, I had done some life insurance sales before I got a job in the tech industry. Um, but the first time that I sat down for a SaaS company, um, my manager ordered a copy of Outbound Sales No Fluff for everybody on the team. There were nine or 10 of us and you know, had us read it. It was a, it was a quick read, but that really was my first technical introduction to outbound sales. Um, just super easy to consume, like very straightforward principles uh, to put in place. And that, that pretty much set the foundation um, for the rest of my sales career, essentially. Um, and chapter four, in terms of list building, I, that's, I, I, it's it's a topic that's close to my heart because that's really how I found a lot of success for myself. Um, it, the The team that I was on, we had a pool of leads that we could use that was the intended way, the prescribed way that we were going to um, build our lists is just go to the lead queue, pick up 25 leads, and then call through the list and keep doing that until you have 100 dials in a day. Uh, you know, they stack on top of each other with the sequences. And we figured out pretty quickly that the the data that was in the lead queue wasn't really up to date. A lot of it was older or outdated information, um, wrong phone numbers, just people that had changed companies, just the way that um, 
Salesforce data can degrade over time had happened. And we were finding that out firsthand on the phone. So that was an uncomfortable experience. And what I turned to like pretty quickly, I mean, after one or two days of trying to do a call down on a list that um, was had less than perfect data in it, I decided, well, let me just see if I can build my own list. So I dialed in on a use case. Um, in this situation, it was credit unions. And I found a website with every credit union in America listed. And a lot of them have their contact info published on the website. Um, so I started building my own list, started calling it down, and I hit my ramp quota in two days. Um, so it was, it was <laughs> two, two days. And, and w w how did that compare to the others that were, were uh, kind of going the old way of, I guess I got to do my 100 activities. Uh, I, I did my activities. How were how how the others doing at that same time? Yeah, I, I was pacing the team um, for sure, it, you know, and people were coming up to me and saying, well, what are you doing? How, what are you saying differently than what's like, what's your strategy? And I showed them what I was doing. I said, oh, well, I'm trying to figure this out, like from the other direction. I'm going to start with who I want to talk to, and then I'm going to uh, put a bunch of those people together, and then I'm going to go after them instead of trying to figure out who it is that I'm talking to while I'm calling down the list. Um, and not everybody wanted to do that. I had to stay late a lot. Um, you know, I, I was a little bit older. This sales is really my second career. I was a high school math teacher um, before I got into sales. So I was a little bit older than everybody. I had a little bit um, maybe stronger of a work ethic or it, I think what it really was is that it, mattered to me more. It counted for me more. Like I had to pay my mortgage on an SDR salary. So like I needed that commission. It just, it needed to happen. So I was staying late, putting in extra hours and yeah, I pretty much, I pretty much paced the team the whole time that I was there. Um, and that's, that's what I was doing. I was building my own lists and, and learning as much as I could about uh, both that, that small slice of the market that I was going after and, and the type of person that I was getting on the phone. That's such a big, uh, it's just a, it's just such a small little thing, but it makes a massive improvement for someone who's just getting started. And Patrick, I didn't realize uh, you were a math teacher uh, ahead of your sales career. Now, I, that was what I was supposed to do. I didn't go into it, into my student teaching, but the, that was the path I was on too. So that's maybe where we click a little bit here. Um, that's pretty cool. So the, 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 simple, the simple way of saying, hey, look, activities on a list that someone provided to me versus following a simple methodology of, well, maybe if I start with people who may have a problem and, and getting out there and, and, and calling them made a significant impact for you, uh, turning what should have happened in a, in, in a month and two days. Um, and then I love the idea that you weren't even going to places like LinkedIn, right? So you call out a couple of these, you know, you just went to a, you found like a, a, a network or association of um, credit unions. And we talk about that in the book, uh, have you continued to look for those types of things? Have you found any other, you know, unique spots where, you know, new reps could look for uh, leads that are not just LinkedIn? Because we spend, we hear a lot now, especially in 2020, LinkedIn, LinkedIn, LinkedIn. But for a lot of folks, their buyers aren't on LinkedIn, right? Uh, 
Have you found any other uh, tips or tricks like that that you've uh, come across? Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of small things. You know, uh, at the time I, I was selling into uh, companies that weren't in the tech industry, like small and medium businesses that weren't in the tech industry, and uh, a lot of them weren't on LinkedIn. So, you know, we had tried LinkedIn, but like there, none of nobody was there. Um, mm -hmm. So it, that was that was that one scenario. And then really the next company that I worked, um, I had the whole, any, anybody that had a Salesforce instance is who I was trying to sell to, um, at the second company. So that opened things up for me quite a bit. And I got to like really kick tires on LinkedIn sales navigator, um, and figure that kind of stuff out. Um, uh, but one of the alternate routes that I went to maybe get extra information is Crunchbase. So I would, be looking for companies that had just gotten uh, a certain round of funding, whether it was series A or series C or whatever we had decided to go after as a group. Um, I would uh, find out a lot of information on Crunchbase about just what was happening with the company, what the news was um, and, and starting to like, before I even build a contact list, build an account list that way. Mm -hmm. um, some stuff that you can't find on LinkedIn. Target, target companies, right? That's your swim lane. And then we sell the people. So you're starting, you're starting right there saying, look, we got it. We've got to get the right accounts first to make sure it makes sense. And if, especially if you've got those, um, requirements, uh, technographics in terms of, uh, CRM as an example, or some other strong requirements, you know, number of employees. Um, now that's stuff you can get off of LinkedIn, but, uh, uh there's other things that, come into play that, you know, when you're savvy enough to get the stuff that doesn't make sense out just by researching a little bit ahead of time, because I mean, the hardest thing to do is, is do your hundred dials to have your maybe three or four conversations and to have two of those be something you could have, you know, disqualified out before they picked up the phone. Anyway, there's nothing more disheartening than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. It's about trying to be efficient, you know, and, yep. and before I um, was an SDR in the insurance gig that I was in, I was building lists on Google maps, right? We were selling life and accident insurance. So I was looking up all the mechanic shops in the Seattle area and building a list that way. Um, so this, this concept of list building, I was a little bit familiar with uh, when I got there. And to be honest, like, I've really built my entire sales career on the fact that I can build lists really well. Um, that, you know, one of the things that's mentioned in the book is that leaders should not expect their reps to, to build a list. And it's not a, a worthwhile, it's not the best way to spend your time. If you're, um, if you have really stiff revenue goals, but I, I think that that that's an ideal that doesn't always happen. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I haven't really been in a situation where somebody handed me a super clean, sparkly list that was golden. I've always gotten the best results by building it myself. Um, so I, I would just, I would be ready for that. Like be ready for the idea that this may be something that you're forced into doing or that, you know, your, your, your company wasn't necessarily ready for if they're hiring new SDRs for the first time. Uh, it, it's a scenario that that's going to come up because, uh, you know, Salesforce instance can get out of hand quickly. And 
when you're not in the chair, right? When you're when you're far away from the phone and you're directing traffic, it's really hard to imagine what it's like for the person that's on the phone. Um, so it, it, sometimes there's a disconnect there. Oh, hundred percent. And you know, those those the uh, attention leader boxes are you know for if a leader does you know put their nose in this book. Uh, the reality is I, I've, I've never worked for a company that just brings me a list. And if they do, it may be in the form of, well, they bu- we bought you Zoom info or, yeah, you know, right. and that, that's not a list. You know, you still have to go do a ton of work. The filters aren't perfect. We're LinkedIn, so that's not a list, right? Um, and, and it's not high value activity. If, if it's provided to you, it's very high value activity to your point. If it's not provided to you, because you're going to save a lot of time getting the bad stuff out before doing the work on it. And you make a good point there because, you know, so many organizations and reps um, will just, just keep kind of hammering what they have instead of looking at what they have and say, Hmm, something's not right here. Right. Um, yeah. And so that's a really good point. And I, I, I think that um, uh, that skill set is, is really, really uh, valuable to know. Um, but one of the things that, you know, I've found, and, and I've only been able to do this or learned about this later on, I don't know if we talk about it in a lot of detail because there's not too much detail in the book. Uh, I, I think we may have said list vendors, but, you know, once you have a good idea of where to go, just a little tips and tricks here too, Patrick, like with yours, is like, Hey, I've got that credit union. This is working. Maybe there's a ton more go validate on like 50 or a hundred of those and then go to Upwork or freelance.com or something like that. And then commission, you know, some overseas researchers to do that work for you. Cause they can go do that work on pennies on the dollars, even if your company's not paying for that. And yeah. that's kind of a way to, you know, become your own CEO, if you will and maximize the value of your time, which is taking those leads and starting to turn those into dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I've gotten that advice elsewhere too, you know, and it's, it's uh, something I, I haven't executed on yet, but it's an excellent idea. Once you can turn it, uh, turn the list building exercise into an algorithm where it's a well-defined set of steps uh, that Uh somebody that doesn't really know the context can follow. Yeah, absolutely. Outsource it because it's, you know, it's clerical work essentially, but it's, it's necessary. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Patrick, thank you so much for, for joining us. I mean, this is like a super, it's, it's a, it's a hot topic for a lot of folks, but it's not a sexy topic. And uh, your perspective here has been really helpful. Um, if folks wanted to reach out to you and get some tips on list building or uh, get to know you, Patrick, what, what would be the best way for them to reach out if you're open to it? Oh yeah. hundred um, percent. Patrick Joyce, find me on LinkedIn. Um, I will connect with everybody and anybody just send me a message. Um, yeah, yeah, that's probably the best way. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us, man. Have a great afternoon.